Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. People, we got a show for you today. Yes, What's up, we sweetheart? Do. Hey, baby. You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Man, we got the good stuff today. Let's go. Are you ready? I'm ready for it. Welcome you. to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're here, and we have a doozy for you today. We want to talk about biblical submission, Ooh, what it is and what it ain't. The S word. The S word, specifically out of Ephesians where it says, wives, submit to your husbands. Wow. We want to unpack this word mm-hmm. submission. We mm-hmm. want to talk about what it is, what it ain't, what it feels like, how to properly apply it to our life and also the benefit of it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're newer to our show, welcome. Our um, our job or desire is to create an online community that we can just do life with. You know that you're not alone. We're praying for you. If you enjoy our content, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. We believe that sharing is caring and caring is sharing. Share this message. There's people all over the world who needs to understand mm. biblical submission. And we are here to Come help on. today. And so, Tabitha, let's start off with a definition for our audience. How would you define submission in your own words? In my own words, submission is um, a choice. And it's choosing to um, allow someone else to (laughs) be an authority. Choosing to allow someone else. Now, you say it's a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, How I would define it is I would break the word submission, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it means to sub come under another person's mission. Oh, that's good. What do you feel about that definition? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. To submit. And so there are certain relationships. What relationships does the Bible tell us to submit to? We got the husband and wife piece, but I would say there's other relationships. Yeah. um, Your uh, law enforcement, um, government, governing authorities, Uh uh, teachers, Mm -hmm. uh, pastors, Uh spiritual leaders. Yeah. So we all, no matter if you're husband, wife, man, woman, boy, girl, old, young, we really have to learn submission Mm because it's a very important part of our walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Why would why do you think submission is so important? Uh, I think without submission, I'm not sure if anything would ever get done because one person says, I want to do it this way. One person says, I want to do it that way. And you can continue to fight against one another. If you take, for example, our government, we have the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And often, you know, in my opinion, we just don't get a lot done because we're not getting anything done. And then what we do get done, another party gets in office and we undo what has been done and nothing gets done we just want to move forward right and i mean i can appreciate that in the democracy that Mm -hmm. we have balancing forces absolutely absolutely but honestly that's not a great way to run a church and it's not a great way to run a family family it's not a great way to run anything that you want to be healthy Mm -hmm. because at the center of it it's contention Mm -hmm. submission says that there is a clear authority and then somebody has to bow the knee to that authority mm-hmm. and somebody has to come under the mission. And that's really when you get things done. Absolutely. Think about it. Every um, team has a coach and it has players. And if the players don't want to run the offense of the coach, you can never win a championship. Every army has generals. It has soldiers. Mm-hmm. If the soldiers want to go out in the field and do whatever, you're going to get destroyed in battle. Every church has a pastor and it has parishioners. If everybody 
wants to do their own thing, you can never win as many people as what you right. could in your city because submission is a very important part. But for some reason, I feel like it has been mystified. Yeah. It is mis- misunderstood. And for many people, it's actually been rejected. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about submission. I don't want to think about submission. Why do you think that is? Uh, it's probably been abused. Okay. It's been abused. And, you know, um, one bad thing, mm-hmm. uh, somebody can have one bad experience and never, if you go to a restaurant, you know, and um, you have a bad experience, you're probably never going to go back there again. Right. I wouldn't. Right. And so some people have bad experiences and they use that. They throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Yeah, I would encourage people never do that, mm-hmm. never to throw the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. just because there has been leadership that might have not been good leadership yeah. doesn't mean that the principles of submission isn't needed needed or even beneficial. Yeah. Now, the scripture says that wives submit themselves to their husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's great. I mean, I, okay, so before you said that, I uh-huh. think that submission to a the reason why people don't like it and it's been, you know, such a dirty word sometimes uh-huh. is that I believe it's a plan of the enemy because when there's no unity, mm-hmm. um, people are divided. Right. And if no one's going to submit to one another, there is no unity. It's right. all division. Right. And when we unify and come together, that's when strength happens. Yeah. A threefold cord cannot be destroyed. Right. Um, and so a house divided against itself cannot stand. Right. And I think as husband and wife, mm-hmm. we... Uh, you know, it's really a plan of the enemy, too, to keep us uh, separated. Well, I think that when some people hear the word submission, they hear slavery. Mm-hmm. I say submission, but you hear slavery. Wow. But submission is not slavery. Mm-hmm. So if you submit to me, it's not because I'm trying to control you yeah. and rule you. I'm actually trying to protect yeah. you. And if I submit to you, it's not because I'm giving you the authority to control me as a slave. Right. And I think it's really been misdefined because real biblical submission is not slavery. Absolutely. It takes maturity to submit. Mm -hmm. And it actually takes two equals to submit. So if the Bible says, wives submit to your husbands, it's not a place of weakness. It's actually a place of strength because you have to be mature to be able to bow the knee. Exactly. It's easy to have contention. It's easy to bump heads. Mm-hmm. It's easy to come up against everything your leader is saying. And I want to go this way and you want to go. That's fleshy and it's easy. It takes maturity. Can you talk about Absolutely. that for a moment? Yeah. And so when I hear like you asked about the Bible scripture and, uh-huh. you know, wives submit to their husbands, that that never really bothered me okay. because I, I've never really had an, a problem with submission. Okay. Uh, I think it could be because my perspective is no one can make me submit. No right. one can make me do anything. It right. has always been an act of my will to submit. Mm-hmm. And when it says that wives submit to your husband, I'm thinking of my husband as somebody that I love. Right. I wouldn't have married you if I didn't trust you. I wouldn't have married you if I didn't think that you had, um, you know, the the God's heart toward me. And so I think that you are a man of God. That's why I married you and I trusted you, you know, to that degree. So when I read the scripture, I find safety in the scripture to say, okay, well, um, I can do that. I'm not threatened by it. I don't feel like you're going to, Uh I don't know, make me do something I don't want to do or. Uh Well, maybe not in our relationship 23 years into it, Mm -hmm. but have you ever had a problem with submitting before? Um, not really. (laughs) You don't think so? (laughs) Tell me, tell me. You should ask me. Okay. Have, do you think I've had a problem submitting? Heck yeah. (laughs) 
You are not I'm telling, telling you the, the truth. truth. I am telling you the okay, truth. Okay, tell me more. Okay, hi, there you go. Family meeting right on the air. Here we go. Um, Yeah, there has been times, and I think I've mentioned to you, mm-hmm. that I feel like, um, actually, so we just had this thing last night mm-hmm. where um, one of our children, he's 11 years old, and I've always had this rule that I don't want um, our kids to watch PG-13 movies mm. until they're 13. Now, I came up this way, and I remember when I was 10, 11, man, everybody gets to go watch these movies. Why can't I? Why can't I? Why can't I? But then, as an adult, I look back and I say, thank you, parents, for keeping me safe mm-hmm. from certain movies and certain things that I really didn't need in my heart and eyes mm-hmm. at, that, at that age. And I'm always amazed at the people that just allow their children, they're like three years old, and they can just watch whatever. Mm. But you don't have the same conviction about this PG-13 uh-huh. stuff that I do. Right. You would rather um, it be parental guidance. Like, he can maybe watch this movie, maybe not that one. Let me see it first. To up me, to, it's just... Up to my parental Right. For guidance. me, it's just that this is the... And I think we've probably went back um, forth on this one for a couple of years mm-hmm. about. And then last night we had this conversation and it's almost, it starts off with contention uh-huh. because to me, I'm like, why do we got to talk about this again? I've already told you my heart on this. I've told you my perspective on this. It is my job as a man to make sure that my son specifically has different perspectives. So for you got the girls, I got this boy, I know what he needs. And at the end of the day, I kind of feel like that was a little bit of maybe not submitting to me, mm-hmm. but you would probably look at it differently. Absolutely. Okay. I would look at it as disagreeing because I did, because for the, has he watched a PG 13 movie? I don't know. You tell me. No, he has okay. not. All right. All right. So therefore I do submit to you. Uh-huh. You, I disagree with you. And we keep having conversations about it because I don't understand it. I, I just don't get this. Talk to me again. Mm-hmm. Don't get upset with me. But I know we had this conversation before, but you need to talk to me again because I don't get this. Okay. And he's coming to me with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't agree. Okay. But I have submitted uh-huh. and will continue to submit if you're like, you know what? As the husband and the leader of this family, I think this is what's best for our son. Okay. I will continue to submit. Well, that's interesting. And so what that conclusion brings me back to is that um, some people define submission wrong. Yeah. And there's a man who's beating his chest saying, obey me. I'm the man. I'm the man. Do what I say. Do what I say. But you didn't marry a slave. You Mm. married someone with intellect. You married with someone with calling. You married with someone with intelligence. And so real leadership is not follow me. I'm the man. PG-13. I'm the man. This is what I did. It's like, let me hear you. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can get your perspective. Um, But at the end of the day, the end of the day, at the end of the day, what would you say? I'm going to bow the knee. Okay. Now, not because you are less than, but because you are submitted. Absolutely. And then it's now, now let's put it in the context of teams. So at the end of the day, you can be the starting point guard. But at some place, you got to bow the knee to the coach. Absolutely. And say, coach, I got to go with you Mm because there's no other way. This Mm -hmm. is the order of the team. God has given the family an order. It is not a position of slavery. It is actually a position of protection and strength and weakness. And I just feel like we need to talk about it. Absolutely. Tell me, do you feel like that's a common woman thing that they have a problem with submission? Um, I do. Okay. In which way? Um, You know, I think that some of us, again, it's like you said, it's how you define submission. Mm -hmm. And 
um, some of us, we can feel threatened mm-hmm. by it, okay. uh, have definitions, number one, and that can be a point of contention. Um, and we feel threatened by it. Uh, and if you didn't grow up with a father in the home, mm-hmm. um, I've talked to several women, they didn't grow up with a father in the home and the father that they did, that they did have was abusive. Now that's kind of like telling my story as well. Um, and so there are certain times where a man could be like, kind of put his foot down, you know, like, no, I don't want it. This is what I'm saying. Cause you being a man and saying, no, we don't, we're not going to do that with our family. We're not going on vacation right now because we're saving for this. Boom. There it is. Uh And as a woman, you might not like that and even feel threatened because of his masculinity Uh that you haven't observed in life necessarily. You didn't have a daddy like girl, go back to your room now and don't come out till I tell you to like, you know, when, when, when the man kind of gets masculine on a woman, not in a violent way, Uh not in an ungodly way, Uh but I think when, can feel threatened and then that's contention as well to be like well no I'm not doing anything you say because don't talk to me like that and it's really miscommunication he tries to take it higher to try to help lead yes and he's really just using his masculinity and the responsibility that he has as protector and provider to try to make certain decisions but when that woman rebels again she goes here then he has to go higher Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the next step is now getting into mm-hmm. an altercation and mm-hmm. throwing dishes and cussing folks out. Yes, and sir. there's way too many Christian people that are acting not Christian because they just don't understand how to bring all of that way mm-hmm. down. And I think a lot of it has to do with submission. Absolutely. And it also has to do with leadership, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, you know, like in the situation that we just said, really, I mean, it's yes, wives submit to their husbands, but there's a point too um, when in arguments and things like that, like there are several times where like, I'm like, baby, you know, I could be right in a situation and you'll just you know, not necessarily submit to me in that term, but like, okay, baby, yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Well, I'm glad you brought that up Mm -hmm. because I wanted to read the scripture. Mm -hmm. In Ephesians chapter five, it says in verse number 22, wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he's the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now I think that there's a lot of people that they take this scripture and they set up sexism and they set up as if the woman has less value. And that's not what it's talking about at all. But I want to read on verse 25 husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And he gave, gave him up, gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present herself himself, a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, holy and blameless. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one has ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for the body just as Christ does the church. And we are members of the body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. Mm. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Mm. Now, what sticks out to you from that passage? Wow, it was so much. Um, I think, you know, what sticks out to me, first of all, is we can focus so much on the wives submitting to the husbands. Um, But then there's a lot. I just heard a lot of responsibility for the husband. Okay, talk about it. I heard a lot of re- instruction for the husband, like, okay, so all I got to do is like just submit, okay, just uh-huh. submit. But the husband 
you're responsible for this woman. Right. You're responsible for spiritual development. You're responsible for, um, you know, just provision, earthly provision, a <laughs> roof over her head, food. Right. You're responsible for, you know, her body. You're supposed to love her like Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. Yeah. Now, today, we don't really have to give physically our life for one another, but... Come on, when you lay down your life? Yeah. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about the submission piece, but the call to lay down your life yeah. and love your wife like Christ loved the church yeah. is submission. And it is yeah. submission to the highest form. And so when I read this, I see a lot. I see wives submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. I see wives honor your husbands, mm -hmm. reverence your husbands. Mm -hmm. But I see the trump card. And the trump card is husbands Love your wives like Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her. So the husband is not supposed to just love his wife. He is supposed to have a self-sacrificing love for his wife, which is the highest form of submission. The, Christ, the, the love that Jesus hung on the cross yeah, for. Yeah, that kind you are of literally love. supposed to die for your wife's needs. Mm -hmm. And I think we can go back and forth with the wives supposed to submit to the husbands, da 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 da. This call to love her as Christ loved the church is higher than the call for you to submit to me and honor me because inside of that love is me submitting and yeah. honoring you as well. Yeah. So for me, the Bible talks about mutual submission. Mm -hmm. It's not just wives submit themselves to their husbands. And that's why I always talk about the pretext and the post-text to keep things the text in the context. This is basic hermeneutics. And if you were to look at verse number 21, mm -hmm. the verse 21 the pretext to verse number 22 that says, wife, submit yourself. Do you know what verse 21 says? Come on. It says, submit to one another submit out of the reverence of Christ. And then it goes into wives mm -hmm. submitting themselves to their husbands. Mm -hmm. So he's just breaking it down. Not for us to extract verse 22 and say, follow me. I'm the man. I'm the man. Submit to me. This is in context, a text about mutual mm -hmm. submission, but the highest form of it is me laying down mm -hmm. my life to love you. So the spirit that speaks to me from Ephesians chapter five, if you look at the text and context would be God values mutual submission. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are supposed to submit to me as mm -hmm. your husband, but I'm also supposed to submit to you. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean at the end of the day, if there is a decision that we have to make that we don't see eye to eye on at the end of the day, as a husband, I need to make that decision. Mm -hmm. But it's after I've heard all the wisdom that is in you. There is no president that would not consult the vice president in his cabinet before making a decision. Mm -hmm. There is no GM that would not consult the coach. There is no president that would not consult the vice president and the generals before making it. And there should be no husband that would not go to the product of their intelligent choice, who is their wife, and so say, good. sweetheart, I'm thinking about selling the house. What do you think? If you are that husband, it's like... I'm the man. I won't sell the house. It's my house. Okay, brother, you need mm. to learn a lot. There is a lot of growing for you to do to understand the spirit of the scripture, yeah. which is a spirit of mutual submission. Anything comes to mind? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, when I think of submitting to, you know, my husband, I, and, and this is just, Okay, it's just a beautiful passage of scripture to me for the married person. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful because it's saying it's kind of like how God it, you're seeing how God organized the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he put a head. 
because that only makes sense. We had kings and, you know, priests back in the, you know, in the Bible days and things like that. There was someone who was going to ultimately be responsible for this whole thing. And so he set the man there and then he's describing how a woman can support the man, how the man will cover his family and support the family. And just as a wife, I have to say that it just, it makes me feel good. Uh It makes me it defines like to submit to you. I feel like it strengthens you. It, it strengthens your, um, the call that God put on you yeah. as a husband. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to respect you and build you up. Yeah. And personally, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Like I want, I married you because like I wanted a covering. Like I wanted this thing that God called marriage and I wanted you to be my man. Yeah. I wanted you to cover me yeah. and okay, we're going to make some decisions and I'm going to fight for you because I know you'll lay down your life for me mm-hmm. because you'll lay down your life for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby, what we go Tell me what That's we so need good. to do. You know, as a leader, it does make me feel empowered to hear my wife say that I believe in you mm-hmm. and I believe in the God in you to lead our family. Mm-hmm. As a pastor, it makes me feel empowered yeah. when people stand with me and say, Pastor Ken, I believe in you. I believe in the God in you. If you mm-hmm. want to lead the church over here, I'm with you. Yeah. you know, I'm not just going to jump off ship because I don't understand it. If you were to ask anybody in a leadership position, that's all they really want is for you to trust the God in me enough to be able to make decisions to cover you. And so for me, the position of a husband isn't to be a dictator. It's actually a position of responsibility and covering and leadership. Mm -hmm. And so I approach you that my job is to bring your best out. My job is to make you as healthy as possible. My job is to lead you in places that you could not have gotten to by yourself. My job is to exemplify um, the heavenly father in our Mm -hmm. relationship. My job is to do everything that I can to help you be everything. It's not to stifle you. It's not to push you down and to keep you in your place. It's actually to help you blossom. And I think your for me is to help me because the scripture calls you a helpmate. And so it's not like this selfishness that I need to be the man to feed my ego and everybody else is serving me and supporting me. I think that if you have good leadership, that's your privilege to do. That's what Absolutely. you want to do. It's like, you know, the neck that turns the head, like the neck supports the head. Yeah. Baby, what what do you need? Okay, you need wow. you need me to love you. Never, you need me to respect you. Yeah. Okay, you need me to just um, get you some dinner tonight. Yeah. Okay, I can do that for you. I will support you now and that's strengthen interesting. you. interesting. And I think that's why our marriage is healthy mm-hmm. because you look at the neck as supporting the head. Yeah. I look at the neck as helping to turn the head. Mm. But if you had the other perspective that you look at your role to turn me yeah. and my role was for you to support me mm-hmm. it's not as healthy yeah. but as long as we flip-flop and I'm looking at you I'm going to you before every decision sweetheart mm-hmm. we about to make this hire what do you think mm-hmm. sweetheart I'm about to invest this money what do you think sweetheart I'm about to have this conversation what do you think yes because I was smart enough to marry you I want to be smart enough to listen to you. And I know that's part of my job as your wife, Mm -hmm. to be a wise counsel to you, a confident, a confidant. And so I'm very careful Mm -hmm. of the counsel that I give to you. I'm very careful to not just give you my opinion or some just, you know, something that's just not important at all. We had a post and it was not too long ago and it was a post about women's role in ministry. And I was talking about hermeneutics hermeneutics, 
And I was talking about how when Paul says women should keep silent in the church, it wasn't a universal command because there were women judges in Israel, women prophetesses in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, women deaconesses. Aquila and Priscilla was husband and wife ministry team. And you could go through the list of how God used women in offices, in mm -hmm. leadership position to speak and to lead. And so proper hermeneutics would say the spirit of the scripture says that God uses women just like he uses men. So when Paul made that statement, he was speaking to a cultural thing, meaning that he was speaking to a church that was out of order at that time for that people. Women keep silent in the church. Yes. It wasn't a universal command that women could never speak. And um, really, you can kind of study it and kind of pan it out. But the kind of responses that we got from the Christian community, from people in church, was so vile and mm. it was so angry. It was almost like they just have this bend on scripture that's just about women being um, submissive and they would bring up um, passages of scripture about um, uh, how leaders and elders need to be uh, married faithful to one wife. One wife. But what if they wasn't married? Obviously that scripture is not because Jesus wouldn't been that mm -hmm. Paul wouldn't have been that because mm -hmm. they were single people mm -hmm. that was giving you what we would love to see in a leader the principles can be extracted but it was amazing just to hear people's um, perspective of the woman and I just feel like we live in a day and time where we need women to be everything that God's called them to yes. be we need them to lead we need them to preach we need them to lead small groups and also do it with a submitted heart, mm -hmm. not because they're weaker or less than, because I'm supposed to submit to you and you're supposed to submit to me. Yeah. And I can't tell if that religious, it's like, it's like a religious perspective mm -hmm. on scripture. Yeah. It's a legalistic extraction of scripture <clears throat> that says, okay, culturally it was said this way, but how I'm going to apply it to my life now is that you don't tell me anything. I tell you everything. And I don't find that to be the spirit of the scripture. And so when I think of um, what my role is to do as a husband, when yeah. it comes to loving you as Christ loved the church, um, it is not a dictator. It is a leader. It is a protector. It is a provider. It is um, a person who is making you out to be everything that God wants you to be. I don't know. Does anything stick out to you with what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, even what you're saying about kind of, you know, the religious viewpoint on women in ministry, uh -huh. women in authority. Um, I actually feel like it has been a little turned up lately with the, like, uh, you know, the feminist movement and yeah. things like that, where, um, you know, maybe there's an ungodly view <laughs> of like women rising to like, just doing things that are ungodly. And the spirit behind yeah, that. And the spirit not... behind it. Canceling out, uh -huh. you know, this big emphasis on feminism yeah. and and de-emphasizing masculinity yeah. where they're you know it's no men are men yeah. and i think there's an attack on men right now can we talk about that on for the a moment? father yeah. yeah so we've been made in the image and likeness of god mm -hmm. both male and female been mm -hmm. created in the image and likeness of god and we understand that god made adam first but god took eve from his side from his rib mm -hmm. not underneath his feet before sin entered the world they were both called adam Yes. Um, Genesis chapter five, verse two, that is not a transgender statement. That is a statement that they were both male and female with one name and they were to rule together. Mm -hmm. That was the original intent. So when you talk about Jesus being the redeemer, he is to restore us back to God's original intent. Yes. And the blessing of Eden, it was man and woman leading together. Mm -hmm. It was two spirits 
with a body being made in the image and likeness of God. Yes. Leading and ruling and extending the garden together. I believe they that ruled together. we ruled together. And in that, yes, we can have submission. So I, I, I get I, I guess I understand some of the anger. If you take the spirit yeah. of feminism and you take the spirit of it's almost like I'm a woman. I don't need a man. Right. That's not the spirit. That, of the Bible. Yeah. No, that's that not, is it. not the tone of the scripture. Mm-mm. And God knows that ain't what we say. Right. When I quote Galatians chapter three, verse 28, that says we are neither bond or free male or female, but one in Christ. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that gender is not important. And it does not mean that God hasn't given the gender specific roles and specific giftings. It is not trying to eradicate gender. It is basically saying in the, when you accept Jesus, now we're equal. So it's actually that scripture. If it, it was that scripture alone, what it's saying is that Man and women are equal in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. We've all been made in the image and likeness of God. Okay. And yes, you have a role to play in the home. I have a role to play in the home. Now where they are mistakenly bringing it over is into the church. And there's other scriptures. Of course, we know other scriptures yeah. where Paul is saying different things about um, not being an authority over a man in church and so forth and so on. But once again, you have to understand you hermeneutics really that there were leader women. all throughout the Bible. Come on. Yeah. And I think, you know, so with everything that's going on with the attack on masculinity, I heard, um, you know, I was just kind of disappointed actually the other day I listened to someone that talks um, like a lot of political stuff (laughs) like that. And I just was listening to him and he came on and, but he had this specific show talking about women pastors and he was saying how there's no women pastors. And he goes straightly, you know, to God made man in his image. And I mean, he was just preaching stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh you know like oh baby boy you are really good at this politics things but you are not you don't know the bible like that you know what I would love people to do instead of attacking something that you don't understand just say I've never heard that before let me look into it more oh but we say it's so matter of fact you know what I mean and so it's it, and, and what I was thinking was, uh-huh. OK, let's say you OK, you, you, you kind of don't know. One person is saying, OK, well, you can be a woman and, in ministry. Well, here's the thing. I uh-huh. understand because Paul said things. Yes. There's three or four occasions that Paul said things that if you just read it like straight on. Like if without just, any, without, without the any rest context, of the Bible, without understanding the rest of it, you would say that's a fact. Right. That's a commandment. Live this way. Right. But if you take Genesis, the revelation and the spirit of scripture right. into context, you will say he couldn't have meant that then in that way. I look at today uh-huh. and I have relationships with people and I am a woman in ministry and I see how God works through me, how people get healed, how God will give me the word of the Lord, how I prophesy, how other women yeah. have laid hands on the it cast out devils in the name of Jesus. I'm like, okay, it, you gotta. Well, the challenge is, is that there are some who have been being taught that mm-hmm. from their denomination. Yeah. And they have denominational bylaws and expectations that women can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so then they raise up and even women feel that way. Yeah. I've had women say, no, the Bible says this. And they yeah. don't understand um, the Bible in its fullness and um, even spiritually, theologically, but even experientially. Mm-hmm. Man, if you really study how God has used women, if you look back at Catherine Kuhlman, how many people were healed from her ministry? Amy Simple McPherson, Mm -hmm. how many people have been healed through her ministry? Mm -hmm. Um, What's the uh, Marilyn Hickey, how she preaches in Muslim nations. She's still going strong today. They open up the doors for the woman of God who has been called of God, has an anointing of God. And I'm not real sure what 
um, those proponents would say, they would say, well, they're, they're being used of the devil. Well, be careful now. That's close to blasphemy because um, that's what Jesus that's said. Calling a work of calling a work of the Holy Spirit, a work of the devil. And that's what the definition, mm-hmm. the classical definition of blasphemy mm-hmm. is when you call what God is doing a mm-hmm. work of the devil. That's not a work of the devil. Mm-hmm. God has just decided to choose who he wants to choose to yeah. use how he wants to use. And, uh, and I, just, I, yeah, I don't think people are, you know, these people aren't evil. No. You know what I mean? People who think that I've, I remember I, we had a, a young man who we were, you know, just kind of che- teaching him the Bible. Mm-hmm. He looked at me. I said, well, you know, well, we were talking about the women in ministry because he just didn't believe it. And I was like, well, what do you think? I, I heard from God. You know, what do you think? He was like, well, maybe you didn't hear from God. Maybe, you know, you just imagined it or whatever. And he was so sincere. He meant, you know, he was just trying to be honest and truthful. So I don't think people are really, you know, not or trying to be evil. But I would just say, let's ask God. Yeah. You know, it all starts with God. If it's real, God, I mean, because I, I would yeah. think I what I was thinking was, but your wife might be called to men. What about your daughters <laughs> with an anointing on their life that should be praying for the no. sick? And, you know, like it's just they don't mind if you lead Sunday school or even lead a song in worship or open up announcements. They just don't want you to have authority over mm-hmm. a man. Mm-hmm. And they're still living a post fall mm-hmm. life instead of the full course of the redemption mm-hmm. and the heart of God to use all of his creation. Hmm. And That's so people can debate about it, but whatever. Um, here's the deal when it comes back to submission. So we do believe that there is an order for everything that yes. God does in order yes. for the church, no matter what side of the aisle you fall in on that in order for the home. And you have a role to play as a wife, as a helpmeet, as a helper as you know, and I have a role to play as a husband mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, I believe the scripture talks about mutual submission. At the end of the day, I realized that as a husband, um, I have roles to make. Um, I have uh, basically when I say I'm the man, what I hear when I say I'm the man is I have responsibility. I have the pressure of leadership, just like a pastor. Yeah, I have. I have the one at the end of the day, I'm going to stand before Jesus and give an account of how I led my team Mm -hmm. into victory or into defeat. And so I don't hear slavery. I hear like, oh, my God, I hope I can handle the Lord. Please help me do this. Please help me lead my family Mm -hmm. to be everything that they've been called to be. Mm I also hear that I have to make the final call. Yeah. That's responsible. Yeah. So as a husband, what I do is I go to you and I say, sweetheart, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And I listen to you and we pray together. I pray about it. But at the end of the day, as a husband, my role is to make the decision. Mm -hmm. And your responsibility is to believe the God in me. But this is after communication. This is after prayer. This is after understanding mutual submission. Yep. And then because of my my responsibility and my office as the husband, Mm -hmm. I got to make this decision. And um, has there ever been, or let me ask this, how many decisions do you remember where we just butted heads on? It was just like, I wanted to do this and you wanted to do that. Not many. Uh, The only one I can think of right now is the PG-13 movie thing. Which is, you know, I don't care. Um, and I think we resolved that today. We resolved yeah, that today. It wasn't that contentious. But, um, okay, in 23 years, think back for mm-hmm. a moment. Yeah, yeah. Is there any other area where I'm like, we're going to do this, and you're like, I don't want to do that, and I'm not going. We're going to do this. Never. In 23 years. Never. You know what? I don't have anything either. Mm-mm. So, obviously, there is some fruit from what we're talking yeah. about. 
yeah. that the dynamic of mutual submission, me knowing my role, but you, you know knowing what? your role, it really works. But God's blessing is yeah. in that. Yeah. When we come together, when we agree, when there's unity uh-huh. and when we submit to one another, when we operate yeah. biblically like God intended yeah. the family to operate. Well, I, I got to try to break that down a little bit because there's somebody who just they're always at odds. Mm-hmm. Can we talk to that person, mm-hmm. that couple that's they're just always at odds? Yeah, it's always like they're bumping heads. He says red. She says black. Mm-hmm. He says right. She says left. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? It's probably a little bit of both. Uh-huh. It's that mutual submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be sometimes he's like, you know, I'm the man and listen to me. And she's just like, no. Or sometimes, you know, she's like, well, I don't, you know, I want to do things my way. And he's like, no, it's probably a little bit of both. Can, can I say something uh-huh. that is not you, but you can correct me. Mm-hmm. This is what I feel like from 20 years of ministry. Mm-hmm. I feel like many times it's the woman mm-hmm. who will not follow the leadership of the husband mm-hmm. and the role that he has and it, she will not follow that mm-hmm. she there's there's a risk in it but yes you have to believe on the on the god on the inside of that person yeah. and follow that that leader that mm-hmm. is in your life that's just my personal from what i've seen the people that i've talked to i would say there's a high percentage of there's a woman who just won't won't bend the knee do you think that at all uh yeah there's a yeah uh-huh. i agree i How think much? the other uh uh-huh. well, what percentage yeah, I mean, I mean how, how common do you think that is? Or, or when you say you agree, what do you mean? I think it's very common. Well, because I'm thinking of there's an opposite side too. Okay. Because in the relationship, there's the the other side of it is there's a woman uh-huh. um, who wishes her man would take some kind of stand and make some kind of decision and stand up and do something. Right. So the contention is like, do this, do this. I need you to pray. I need you to lead us. I need you to go and to church. I need you to. And he's playing, playing games and doing. And he don't. Xbox. Yeah, he don't want to do nothing. Hey, I want to invest i want to do this i want to do all this stuff and he's just like you do it you do it she's like but this ain't you know i don't want to make the decisions i want you to do it so i was thinking of the op like those are the two well that's why i asked you Mm because i wasn't sure Mm -hmm. and i think that there's all kinds of different nuances to people's relationship there but i guess we're trying to give it to you on a high level at a high level we're two intelligent people exactly we both handle our business yeah we both listen to one another we both hear from the spirit of god and because of that in 23 years we haven't had a lot of knocking heads right and if we do we settle it probably in 24 to 48 hours definitely we pretty much agree because when i really want to do something if you're not really with me I step way back. We just, I'm like, oh, that might not be a good idea because I know the grace anointing and prophetic part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think if I'm really strong with something, you're never like equally as strong the other way. You're like, OK, well, this is what I think. But go ahead and make the decision. Yep. And it's always like because of that, the development of whatever that is, we just don't have contention. And I feel like everybody can get there, though. Mm-hmm. And I think. What I want people to know is the principle of submission, of wives submitting to their husbands, husbands submitting to their wives. The principle of it releases the favor of God on your life. Like when you work the word, it works for you. If you sow the seed, you produce a harvest. And so even if I kind of agreed, but I'm like, "Mm, I trust the God in you, which really means I trust God more than I trust you, but I trust your leadership because God's telling me to. So 
even if it's not the right thing and we do the wrong thing, we're covered anyway. Yeah. Like the grace of God is on us because we're anointed yeah. and because we're in unity, you yeah. know, together. So it's just like, we really can't do anything wrong. So it feels like you die to self yeah. so much that you trust in God. Yeah. Even if we make a bad decision, God going to turn it around and get good out it, of it. It's like a trampoline. Ah. If you if you fall down, boom, you got wow. to bounce back. We just bounce wow. right back because God's got us because yeah. we work his principles. Yeah. I would say to the couple who's just knocking heads, mm -hmm. there's some real inner work for you to do. Yeah. And notice what I said. I didn't say for her to do or for him to do. There's real inner work for both of you guys to do. Right. But there is an agreement that can be made and the Holy Spirit will help you find the middle. I believe in mutual submission and I hope that you guys do as well. Mm -hmm. I believe in mutual honor, mutual reverence, mm -hmm. mutual love. I believe in mutual all of that. I believe as Christians, that's how we treat other yes, people. Sir. I do believe that God has given definition to the church and the family and all kinds of different arenas. But I believe it's all backed with this humble spirit that's faith filled where our attention is set on Jesus right. to bring us all together. Man, what a great what a great podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, please let us know. You got to let us know. You got to let us know that this was a blessing to you. We kept it real. We kept it raw. We gave you the best of what we have. And even if you don't agree with it completely you pray for us and our family because that's what believers do make sure that you subscribe if you want to be the first to get the content it comes out every tuesday and thursday we believe that sharing is caring and caring is sharing you have to get this message out to the world biblical submission is so needed in a mm. day of rebellion we love you guys so very much we would love to answer any questions that you might have you can figure out how to contact us tiktok instagram all of our email addresses are in the show notes we hope to hear from you soon thank you for tuning in to doing life with ken and tabitha until next time peace, peace. Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast.